PM. Welcome back to the Sports Blast, everybody. Hour number two underway here. We spent about an hour talking about the Red Sox. Uh, some of the more recent heroics that they've had. A couple walk-off wins. A couple new additions helping out the team there. But it's time to switch gears. We know it's uh, closing in on football season. The, the, the whatever game was on Thursday. Yeah, there was Hall uh, of Fame game. Yeah, uh, apparently. The Cardinals and the Cowboys. There were two broadcasts. There was the one that was on TV. Mm-hmm. And then apparently uh, Tony Romo and his crew did um, another broadcast. Really? That I don't know if it will air. Behind the scenes. Well, it wasn't behind the scenes. They like did it like a mock game to see how Tony Romo would do. Oh, well, we'll, we'll I guess we'll find that out. Yeah. I, but uh, Patriots definitely have uh, I just their, thought that was interesting, little tidbit. Tony, uh, wait, Tony, I'm, I'm sorry. I was reading something. Tony Romo uh, so, did what? So, you know, it, who aired the actual game? Was it Fox? Right? No, I thought it was ESPN. I don't know. Okay. Well, wherever the, <laughs> the, the Hall of Fame game was on. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. There was the real broadcast, and then Tony Romo and his crew did Oh, it. they did like a fake pretend yeah, broadcast? Yeah. Just they, to see how much he's going to suck at his job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a see a simulated this, broadcast. To see if he's good, better or worse than Phil Sims, and to see if... He's um, worse. Well, I, I mean, we don't know that yet. We don't know. know when he's going to go on the IR with a throat injury. But, yeah. Um, if know. he's going to choke in the playoffs. Backbreaking <laughs> work, really, for him. <laughs> Jeez, sitting in a chair. Yeah. Talking football. He needs a really comfy chair just He's to ne- make sure he he'll never be critical of anybody on the field ever. He might be. I don't. I highly doubt it. No one on the Cowboys. He definitely won't be critical of the Cowboys, but I guarantee you. <laughs> It'd be get funny him if he was. Broadcasts. Like if he like uh, if the Cowboys like forced him to, to retire and he's like butthurt about it. Yeah, he, he'll definitely come out and say Dak's overrated. Um, <laughs> I could I, I, I could be I could do be, be be better than that right now. Yeah, the the, the Patriots start the preseason this upcoming Thursday, um, and I think they play the Jaguars. Yes, um, that is correct. They play the Jags. The Jaguars. Jags coming in here. Yeah, and Leonard Fournette, you know the rookie running back. Yeah, that's going to be a sight to see. That kid's going to be a really He'll p- good. Play talent. like two snaps. It's the first preseason game. So what? <laughs> yeah, we'll at least be able He's to a, get Well, to I mean, he him. is a rookie talent, right? Yeah. So a, a lot of times you do give more reps to those guys in the yeah. preseason I to just, get them ready. Yeah, I, I think that they don't want to take any shots, but, I mean, he'll probably play the quarter. Hard knocks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That should be fun. That's happening this year? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, this is yeah, good. Yeah, you have to see Jameis Winston eat some crab legs. It's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson yeah, lacing up the kicks. I mean, the Buccaneers really don't. It fascinate me all that much. I think they, I think they have a good team. Maybe they have personality, but just like it's Tampa Bay, what a right. horrific sports town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they're gonna be good this year, though. I think maybe. No, they'll be okay offensively. At I least. think they'll be a pretty good team. Seven and nine. There's their record. Seven, seven and nine. Seven and nine. nine. You're giving them not enough credit. No, yeah, that's nothing. Uh, they I don't would, have a good defense. I would think they'd be like a ten and six t- team. This they year. don't have a good defense. I don't know. The The future will tell the tale of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Right. I don't know how we got on to Tampa <laughs> Bay. 
Oh, Hard Knocks. Yeah, it's yeah. Your about fault. that. Sorry your about fault, that. Brian. Sorry. So this is where we go back it, to It premieres this week. That's why I was I was I'm kind of excited. I'm not excited it. for it. I'm going to watch it. Are you really going to watch it? Yeah, I probably I haven't watched Hard Knocks since uh since the year Rex Ryan was on it. Oh my gosh, you missed some good years. You missed Houston. Houston was a really good year. It doesn't feel like I missed out on anything. You did. JJ Watt, JJ Watt. JJ Watt uh maybe Maybe I could see Brian Cushing. Up a, a Cushing. Cushing was nice. Dude, Brian Cushing is. Very, I don't know. I just like uh, O'Brien. Yeah, he, he yeah. was pretty good. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a good coach. Yeah. Are we gonna talk about it's, Brady's it's not birthday? Not up my alley. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tom Brady did have a birthday this week. So many goats on the field. He turned forty, including himself. And they did. They brought little baby goats to Gillette Stadium. How nice for Tom Brady. How nice. Nice birthday present for him, huh? Yeah. To show that he's the goat. I do want I do want to get into something though, um, and it was mentioned uh, during his interview. Um, somebody asked him about the concussions, um, you know, that he's recently been through. Did you say Giselle lied? And no, I, I'm actually gonna read a quote very quickly <laughs> for you. He said, "I don't want to get into th- into things that have happened in my past, certainly medical history and so forth. Um, I really don't think that th- that's anybody's business. I- I'm just focused on this year." and working at things I need to get better at. But then he went on to say, I think you're not blind to it as a player. That's why I believe so much in being positive with your health. I think when you are a player and you see other players before you that did things a certain way and what has transpired with their health and well-being, and then you learn from it. That's the things I, I have really tried to incorporate in my own life. So... I just think that that's that's Tom Brady in a nutshell because when when you think of you know the, the negatives negatives of a game, you kind of use it into a positive, especially if you're the greatest of all time. And it kind of struck my interest just because when when guys go through concussions and and they go through different you know medical situations and issues, it's like it's it's a a burden on them. Like they have look, to get over it. You just look at Cam Newton last year. I look at Adrian Peterson, like, yeah. you know, the torn ACL, and he comes back and has a terrific year, and then, you know, he has another torn ACL. So, I mean, it, it's kind of hand-in-hand. It goes hand-in-hand. Well, no, hand wasn't hand. he suspended uh, for the year because of the um, uh, the incident with his child? And no, then he, he got a torn ACL? He had two injuries. Wait, wait, wait. I, th- I think this year was the M- uh, knee. He tore, uh, like, meniscus. Right, and then that's basically the ACL. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the knee. It's MCL, ACL, PCL. It, it, it's basically QCL. all the same. Anyways, it, it's so a many. part of the same injury. But but my thing is, I just like his outlook on things because you know he has he has a um, you know a health uh, doctor. He you know he has a, a guy that helps him with his diet. You know he's, I, he I, doesn't eat desserts. He doesn't. He's never had a strawberry. No, it's not he, really a dessert. I know, but he's never had a strawberry. I think. That's well, you weird. said he's never had desserts. And then he said he's never had a strawberry. Yeah, yeah those are two different things. It makes me think that you think a strawberry is a dessert. I listed them separately. I didn't say he hasn't had desserts. You like listed them right next to each other. That's the opposite of separately. <laughs> chocolate covered strawberry, you could say, but he's not saying you're not saying chocolate covered. No, you're just I'm saying just, strawberry. I digress. I feel I, he also doesn't look, like. He's never had a tomato. Look, <laughs> Mark mentioned CTE, yeah. and then it went down like a whole ACL sort of course. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and just steer it back to the CTE thing yeah. because. I do find this interesting because recently there was a study conducted by researchers at mm-hmm. Boston University yep. that found CTE in 110 
out of 111, and that's not a mistake, 110 of 111 brains of former football players but that's who not, exhibited signs right. of concussion-related illnesses. Right. So it's or after people, effects, however you want to put it. People that got concussions had CTE. The, the uh, point being, of course. The point being that they, <laughs> which makes sense. The point being that they tested 111 players. That that's the point. That had one, concussions, right? And 110 of them had CTE. Well, I want to know who the one was. And, and how how many people get concussions in football, Brian? That's All like the m- exactly. It's an alarming. That's huge. It's an alarming rate. Every single one. Uh, yeah. Essentially, that is every single player. And I'm going through my updates, too, uh, on my phone because I saw, I think it was Terrell Davis. Terrell, Terrell Davis said, I'm scared. He, he, and that's, that's what's going to start coming out, guys, is, is players well, after all these. Ninkovich is probably the reason why he probably retired a little early. Right. And look, every, every concussion is different, and I don't believe that every concussion leads to CTE necessarily, right. but this study sort of makes you go the other way with it. Right. right. You know, it makes you think that there are, uh, there there is a much greater risk There's ramifications. of getting CTE yeah. if you have any type of, even if it's a mild concussion or a couple of mild concussions, you know, if you experience a concussion, this is now a study that says... CTE is Proven. is almost yeah. a certainty when it comes to these athletes who play sports like football, where it's it, you're you're getting rattled every Sunday. You West, might be getting rattled on the on the practice field. Wes Welker, Julian Elman, all, you know, so, all those guys. It's it is definitely petrifying to be in their position because you know they go through that experience not only to deal with the concussion but now they have to deal with the aftermath right you and know the ability not not to remember things and and to have depression and you know fall into that category is never a good thing no it's but, really not but dave you're going to start seeing a lot of players be you know um, proactive when it mm-hmm. comes to marijuana you know in the NFL because marijuana actually kind of helps not not heal the entire process but kind of takes the brain in like a situation where it doesn't have to become more emotional. It's it's more carefree. It's it's not as stressful. And well, I know that the NFL is going to start looking into marijuana as a as a pain reliever. Right. I I don't I don't personally recall any correlation between the the use of marijuana and the concussions. Well, th- that's that's the part of it because it slows down the process basically. Uh, well, I, I guess marijuana. it could put you in a different frame of mind. Right, but I mean, if a concussion's, uh, if you're concussed and you uh, and you end up with CTE, I, I'm pretty sure that's just with you. It may, uh, maybe I haven't read up on it, but maybe the effects of uh, marijuana might help you to to remain out ease, of a, a more depressive state. Exactly, but you still ease you still have pain. CTE. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying it slows down the process, and it also slows down the process for like pain, as you said, like mm-hmm. you know, going through like a torn ACL or. You right, know, dealing with some like some kind of injury with her ankle, you know, I, I th- or shoulder even. Um, I right. think more the physical pain. I think though is what they'd be looking into uh, using marijuana for. If they were to, if they were gonna allow their players to use it, it would be more for the the normal standard pain management. You know, a, a busted shoulder or a busted knee, something mm-hmm. like that. I think that's that's more what the marijuana would be used for but, in the NFL. But I will say, in the upcoming weeks, I think you'll find out that studies of marijuana will help out definitely the, the concussion process. I got to wonder about that just because, you know, it, it has an effect on your brain, marijuana, absolutely. And, and it calms you down. I, w- I would have to sort of look at it and see what the mix. 
of having CTE and then smoking marijuana would do to the brain. I, I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I take your word for it. You know, if it's, if it's supposedly going to slow down the process of uh, the effects of CTE on the brain, uh, that can only be a good thing. Right. You know? Uh, but I do sort of want to also talk about uh, the risk that's implied. Yeah, it's there. And a lot of people get to the point where they say, well, uh, it's such a violent sport and these players are all, you know, their brains are getting messed up and they're not going to be uh, okay with life after football. Look, these players do, for what it's worth, assume the risk. And now there is a blatant study, mm-hmm. a blatant study that says 110 out of 111 people that uh, that played football and uh, experienced con- you know, something similar to what would be diagnosed as a concussion. Right. Have CTE. So now it's like that Surgeon General warning on anything that's bad for you. It's saying, warning, don't mm-hmm. do this. It's bad mm-hmm. for you. Now the NFL players sort of know and they can assume the risk. And Well, don't get know, it twisted too, though, Dave. I mean, hockey players, soccer absolutely. players. All, all sports all have some sports. sort of risk exactly. when it comes to injury. But football is a special case when it comes to the CTE because of how violent the sport is. Right. Hockey's, uh, hockey's close. Boxing. You know, stuff like that where your head and your brain is just getting bashed in. Yeah, that's Constantly, your, you know. Yeah. But football especially because mm-hmm. it's every play, every snap, there is brutal contact. Risk. Risk. You know, you can avoid uh, – in hockey, you can avoid getting hit for an entire game. You can't avoid that in football. You're getting hit. Every single game you're getting hit if you're a football player. It's a violent sport. It is. But the people that say, I'm not going to watch anymore because life after football for these players is going to be a disaster if they have CTE. It's not going right. to happen. Look, the, the <laughs> game is what it is, and the players accept the risk. Right. And there is a high reward for accepting that risk. Let's yep. not act like these players don't get paid millions of dollars. You know, I, iron workers still have the highest death rate of any job. Mm-hmm. And they go to work every day and make 60 grand. You yep. know, so if there's a risk-reward thing going on there, The NFL players are assuming the risk, but they're reaping the benefits of the rewards as well. Being uh, a player in the biggest biggest league and making a ton of money doing uh, what amounts to, again, a children's game. It's becoming less of a children's game. So the future of this sport, maybe there's more parents taking their kids out of youth football because they don't want their kids to become concussed at an early age. Maybe that happens. But at this level, Adults make their own choices. Yep, right. They do assume the risk, and now there are studies that say, hey, here's the exact amount of risk you are taking by playing this sport. And Tom Brady, with what you just went over, his statement, you know, sort of saying, well, I'm not going to get into the medical history. And it is basi- what it is. Basically, you that know. you want to be proactive about your health as a player. Exactly. He knows what he's doing there. Yep. He understands those risks. That's why he only eats avocado ice cream for a dessert. So you if know? he, yeah, and the and he has that whole concussion juice, yeah. which is a whole load of BS as yeah. well. Yeah. There's, you know, but there's no juice out there that heals concussions. No, there might be. I do yeah. want to get to uh, Tom Brady has it. I do want to get to a point. Jets rookie safety Jamal Adams mm-hmm. talked about the, this, this this week. And he said yeah, this he, was a little odd. He really didn't care about you know the, the CTE. He said I would rather die on the field. Yeah, no, didn't he? Didn't he say something to the effect of like, look, I, I understand CTE is is a real thing, but I can't think of a better place than to die on the football than field. on the football field. Which yeah. I don't think he thought through. No, what he was saying because well, he's just, young. It, it just came off a little, you know, like whoa, dude, like that's a little much. It is a real problem, players. Have died as yeah. a result. Of CTE. I, I mean, high schoolers have done that, like and, and died so, on the field. No, but the aftermath. Like, no, but that's, Steve, that's right. what I mean. Like, uh, you know, a guy like Junior Seau, you right. can you can make the case that he died after football, but you could also make the case that he 
he died on the field right. because of Steve what happened Ma- to Steve him. Steve McNair, I think, was one of them. Um, and I, I also believe, from a wrestling standpoint, you remember Chris Benoit? Yes. You yes. Know, I think uh, he went through CTE as well. He killed his family. Yes. His uh, so, I mean, there's some really real ramifications there. And I just think the kid didn't. He didn't approach it the right way. He almost went a little too overboard with, he, like, hey, he I'll die on the football <laughs> field. Buddy, nobody wants to see players dying on the football field. Well, like, like, you don't want that. He, he, so, was, like, he was kind of comparing it to, like, war. Like, uh, right, which, again, is, is sort of that over – it's a battle out there. It's a war out yeah, there every it, week on, exactly. the, on, the, on the flat. No, it's Game no, of it's Thrones. It's really war. not. What is it good for? Nothing. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it's really not a war. It's a game. Yeah. It's a sport. Yep. It's for entertainment. We don't want to see players – Healing over on the football field. It's a scary thing, and it can happen. So he, I, that kid just took it a little overboard with the, uh, you know, sort of bury me. We look for them to uh, keel, the We look for field. them to keel over, then get back up and throw a touchdown pass. But, right, but Dave, the problem want. is, it is what it is, and everybody knows about it. It's just the way you kind of navigate your mind to not think about it. And right. I, I think that's exactly what Bree's talking about. And is he doesn't want to think. I about don't it. discredit any player that decides to retire early. We've seen that uh, a little bit more over the past few years. Gerard Mayo. Yeah. You know, I also have a lot of respect for guys that decide to play the game through the risk, understanding the risk, and again, they, they reap a lot of rewards. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the risk isn't met with a ton of benefits for these players. And, uh, you know, they uh, they all go out there and they assume those risks. It's a real thing, but they assume those risks. The problem the is CTE is not avoidable. Not if you get uh, a concussion, it feels like. Exactly. Or, or at least not if you... If you get a bad concussion, yeah, you know it's. Uh, I, I'd like to see a more expansive study on this because those numbers, one ten out of one eleven, are just staggering. All right, uh, we're gonna do a little bit, uh, probably somber up a little bit. You know, it's it was a little bit of a, a sad segment there with the CTE discussion, but a little, a little bit. But uh, Tom Brady had a very happy week this week. Was greeted by many a Patriots fans, many goats, many a goat, <laughs> all singing a happy birthday to him. And that was on Thursday, I think it was, Thursday. was his birthday. Yep. So we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Patriots training camp in the week that was for Tom Brady as he has just turned 40. Amazingly, he has just turned 40 and is still playing at a pretty high level, it seems. Uh, we're going to discuss that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Blast on WGAM Radio. If you love your car and you love football, buy Castrol Edge Motor Oil at Advance Auto Parts. Because right now, when you buy five quarts of Castrol Edge for $29.99 at Advance, you get a free NFL team blanket. Perfect for those who love football, but not football weather. Available only to Advance Speed Perks members or at participating CarQuest Auto Parts stores. Courtesy of Castrol, the official motor oil of the NFL. Redeem at CastrolPromotion.com or by mail. Ends 131.18. Allow $6.95 shipping and handling. If you have a Lowe's Advantage card, you can get an extra 5% off every day on items big or small. So you can save an extra 5% on a new coat of paint, updating appliances, replacing the flooring, and even save an extra 5% on little things like cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, and air filters. The big to-dos to the everyday essentials. You get an extra 5% savings every day when you use your Lowe's Advantage card. If you don't have one, apply today. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Subject to credit approval and can't be combined with any other... Did you hear? U.S. savings bonds have gone electronic. Now you can purchase them from the convenience of your own home through TreasuryDirect.gov, a safe and secure website operated by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. No more extra trips to the bank. No more paper bonds to keep track of. 
Instead, you can open a free Treasury Direct account and buy and manage your electronic savings bonds online, anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. U.S. savings bonds are an affordable and smart choice for many Americans. For as little as $25, you can buy a U.S. savings bond for yourself or a loved one. Savings bonds are safe investments. Whether your goal is to retire comfortably, pay for a college education, or protect yourself and your family from the unexpected, it's always a good time to save for the future. Visit www.treasurydirect.gov to buy an electronic savings bond today. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. By everybody's definition, this is going to be a bad year for ticks. But that shouldn't keep anybody indoors and away from hiking, fishing, or just a simple walk in the woods. You just have to keep a watch for wood ticks and an even closer look for the deer tick. It's hard to see a deer tick because it's less than one-sixth the size of a wood tick, but you'll know it if you see it. Telltale sign of a deer tick bite is the red bullseye rash around the bite. But with common sense and modern chemistry, you can increase your odds of breezing through spring and summer. Just tuck your pants inside your socks and boots and wear light-colored clothing, which helps you spot unwanted riders. And apply a DEET repellent on your clothes as well. Don't let a flat, eight-legged insect or its cousin keep you from enjoying all the outdoor opportunities that New Hampshire has to offer at this time of year. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Boston Red Sox continued their extra inning heroics last night as Mitch Moreland hit a blast over the Green Monster in the 11th inning at Fenway to give the Red Sox a 3-2 victory over the Chicago White Sox. Swing a high fly left field. Back by the wall, and this ball is gone! A walk-off home run! Mitch Moreland, Red Sox win it 3-2! Boston stretches their lead over the Yankees by another game to give them a three-game lead in the AL East. In addition to their win, bullpen specialist Joe Kelly will return to the 25-man roster today after a hamstring injury. The Sox will take on the White Sox tonight. Drew Pomerantz will be taking on big game James Shields. Uh, first pitch will be at 7-10. While the Patriots continue their training camp with Brandon Cooks making unbelievable catches and celebrating Brady's 40th birthday this week, the Miami Dolphins suffered a major injury to their quarterback Ryan Tannehill. He may miss the season after going through multiple evaluations on the same ACL he tore last season. With your Sports Center update, I'm Mark Loisel. The Sports Blast continues from the WGAM Radio Studios in Nashua right now. Patriots training camp today. Yes, those are baby goats for the goat. So basically a petting zoo. They had avocado ice cream and cupcakes. He turned 40 today, not four, but they even had all of the fans, some of his closest friends there, sing happy birthday.
Well, that was the scene on Thursday, Tom Brady's 40th birthday. It was also Dave O'Brien's birthday. He no one cared about that, and you know it. <laughs> Eckersley did. Shut up about it. He gave it. him cupcakes on air. The Fenway Faithful doesn't care. Your birthday care. falls on Brady's 40th. No one cares. <laughs> well, it was funny because they have had, like, happy birthday in, like, the crowd. And Eckersley was like, oh, look, they remembered your birthday. And then, then they it's saw his Tom Brady, Brady at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I understand. What a lame <laughs> ceremony. And what awful voices collectively by the Patriots fans there. Yeah, Wait, so you, you can't hit the happy birthday notes? There, there are, are like no good notes cats. in that song. It's like the first song that you learn as a human being. Yeah, but yeah. it's not good notes. Yeah, it's, but you should like all know how to song. sing it. It's the worst song anyone it's not a good. Who, whoever said happy birthday was a good song. <laughs> whoever <laughs> said that. Dave, I only heard kids in that that yeah. one little audio clip. Should just though. know how to sing it. Yeah. No, that was, those no, were no all, way to sing that, that was, well. That was roughly 12,000 adults. Like wow. th- those were not children. That sounds like children. Sounds like crying cats. Yeah. Is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. These are fully grown adults who should know how to sing the happy birthday song and they failed miserably at it. Yeah. This uh, is Tom Brady's 40th. How old's Dave bring O'Brien your, by bring the way? Bring your singing pipes with you for crying out loud. How old is Dave O'Brien now? 54. 54, okay. Look at that. Yeah, I, I mean, with Brady, f- 40th birthday, good for him. You know, he's still he playing. He made it. Yeah. Uh, no, he's not. I'm concerned, actually, for all of New England, because with the 40th birthday of Tom Brady, he's now seemed to have reached, like, deity status. He's right? God. He, he, is, he has gotten to that level where he's almost becoming a mythical being. Well, they're celebrating his birthday like he's a four-year-old at 40, you know? Yeah, they got it. Baby goats? Well, you you bring a you bring him baby goats. Well, he gets the goat, so he needs children. He doesn't want baby goats. <laughs> were they live baby goats? You, they were. Yeah, they were alive. Now, they didn't bring dead baby goats. No. That would suck. No, stuff animals. That'd be a worse <laughs> gift than five hey, live baby. Hold on, I'm hold saying stuff animal. In the goats. in the story, she said that there was avocado ice cream and cupcakes. Does yes. that mean that there was avocado cupcakes? No. That's disgusting if there was. <laughs> exactly. I, I probably would have threw gross. up. That's <laughs> gross. Uh, avocado ice cream is gross, yeah, by well, the way. Either way, I would throw up. Uh, and that's what he considers dessert. Uh, right. Yeah, that's why he's Tom Brady. Yeah. He's a freaking maniac. Mm. All right, we're not talking about Tom Brady's birthday the entire segment. No, it won't be the whole segment because we do have other training camp items to get to. But for what it's worth at the age of 40, uh, Tom Brady, far and away, Can't do anything is wrong. the better quarterback out there. Between the three that are out there on the field, you yeah. got Brady, Garoppolo, and Brissett. And Brissett's got most of the... Uh, most of the reps out there because he needs the most work. Yeah, he's looked very ugly. But Garoppolo, Garoppolo has, hasn't looked good either. No, he hasn't. I think his last uh, scrimmage, it was against Brady. He went like 12 of like 30. Uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And I, I, we should be better at this and have the, the numbers all up from there's every no day. There's no numbers. But there's no too one many. knows. No, no, no. There are some measurements <laughs> taken, obviously, when they do the 11 on 11s and, uh, and all those drills. But for what it's worth, what's coming out of training camp is that there is still Tom Brady, followed, by a, <laughs> followed by a huge gap, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, and then probably another huge gap between him and Brissett. Uh, so... Brissett doesn't even look like he belongs on a high school field. No, no. He, he hasn't looked good in this year's training camp. I, th- I think there's a way you can work Brissett into an offense, but it's it's different. I, I don't than know if he can run a pro-style offense. Yeah. 
You know, it'd be very different from what you'd have to do with Brady. But again, he's Tom. He's Tom Brady. Well, you saw what happened during the first four games last year when Garoppolo went down, and they put Brissett in. They changed the playbook. Yeah, they had to. He wasn't ready either. Yeah. You know, it, that was that was a whole other story. He did have that nice rushing touchdown, though. That was nice. Ugh, Jesus, I, I do want to get <laughs> I do want to get into some position battles though, because I, I think it's going to be pretty prominent going into preseason. You know who's going to get the most touches? Who's who going to get Ninkovich's snaps? Yeah, and and I think yeah, um, we didn't even hit on that. Ninkovich is retired. I think yeah. Harris. I think Harris will take take a good amount of uh, his snaps. Uh, yeah, I think you're right with the way that Bill's been sort of talking him up. You yeah. know, right. he recently said about him that he's got a ton of experience. He's just going to have to learn the the play calling, the basically. Playbook, yeah. But he the ex- he loves the experience that Davis is bringing to the table in training camp. Yeah. And I think uh, the the most one that stands out to my you know my point of view at least is the running back position just because all the talk is you know they don't know if Deion Lewis is going to make the roster you know you have James White um, Mike Gillisley mm-hmm. you have um, Rex Burkhead um, you have a lot of James, uh, you have a lot of guys on that roster that can most certainly take over that starting position especially with like Garrett Blunt not being on there, mm-hmm. you need a one-two punch. And I, I wouldn't say like... They don't really have that. Exactly. They don't have a number one. They and that's the problem. They have a bunch of different guys that can do different things. I wouldn't consider it a problem. I mean, uh, what we've said over Well, they the, don't have There's that, a lot of like, unknown, though. There, there's force. no like guy that you can just say he's going to step in and do it. I, I think they have four guys that you can say are going to fill some sort well, of yeah, role but they're all in, in the offense. Prone. But they're all different. Yeah. They're all, they're different. all different. They're all injury prone. And James White, injury prone? Yeah. Has he ever been injured? He hasn't played much the last few years. What are you yeah. talking about? The end of last year he did, but before that, He no. wasn't your starter But that doesn't last mean year. he's he had like Garrett injured. Blunt and Deion Lewis for the majority of the snaps He had like a knee year. injury. Until, until Deion sure. Lewis went down and then James White got a ton of ton of snaps. Yeah. I will say Mike Gillisley, I think, will be the starting running back. And then I yeah. think. He's your one, uh, first, second down back, I think. Yeah, and then I think James White and then. Rex Burkhead. I, I honestly think that Deion Lewis may get cut. He 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 might get cut. I I almost wonder if they're going to carry all of those running backs that you just mentioned though. Where it's well, gonna, yeah, but Deion Lewis Burkhead, is also really cheap. Be Burkhead, Deion Lewis, Gillisley, James White. You might have all four of those guys on the roster. And why it fascinates me is because we've talked about this Patriots team over the years and how they don't ever focus on running backs. Right. So uh, the the focal point in this training camp ha- has to be the Who's depth the at back? the running back yeah. position. They they went out and they got Gillisley. They went out and they got Burkhead. They didn't necessarily need those guys because you would have had uh, Dion Lewis and James White here already. Right. And, and and now you go out, you get those two guys, and you're creating this battle in training camp. Maybe it's just to create that battle in training camp, I'm or so- maybe it's because they are going to be watching out for the amount of throws that yeah. Tom Brady's going to have to have this year. I was going to say that. I think this well, is the most important strenuous season. Throws. I think this is the well, most. Well, right. You don't want him chucking 50 passes a game. Well, right. yeah, but you could do just like check down passes. With uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That makes it so easier running plays, those yeah. short screen passes to but, those guys. But this is an important year, and the reason why, you know, of course, Brady is 40 years old. He wants to win two in a row. But, no, not only that, Brian. <laughs> it's LeGarrette Blunt's absence. Like, LeGarrette Blunt brought you 
like 16 to 18 touchdowns last yeah, year. Yeah, but I, anyone could have done that. Seriously, I thought Nobody that was... Nobody could have done I, that. No, I thought that was overrated yeah, last year. Yeah, they were year. all at the one-yard line. And I said it all last year, too. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I totally agree with you I on feel that. like he was just a bulldozer. Yep. And, and, yeah, you're right. There was maybe two or three touchdowns that came from like, the 20, 40-yard right. line. He had a couple big dashes, but it was just wide-open A-gaps that he found the hole and sprinted down the field. No one would touch the guy. Yeah. But most of his touchdowns came when they finally marched down to the goal line and he just bulldozed at yep. home. I think Gillisley has the potential to be that downfield running back that you need. Though. Yeah, yeah I, I think this Mike Gillisley thing is so overrated because he only had one good season with the Buffalo Bills. And he it wasn't started, even great. No. It wasn't even great. No, and he started off his career with the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins cut him with, with an American. Well, well, they did I mean, have the to pay Patriots a as well. I mean, the Patriots do have um, a good uh, repertoire with uh, former Miami no, Dolphins. They, they had Reggie Bush that time, but... Oh, was it Bush? It at was that, Bush at that point. Okay, but my point, <laughs> but my point is, like, you you can't just expect this guy to just come in and step in and you know give that kind of production in regards to like a, a touchdown standpoint because one, he's fairly young, and James White is fairly young. You know, Deion Lewis, you, you don't know how he's going to react coming back from you know that injury that he I had. I mean, he looked mm-hmm. good in the postseason. No, James, uh, James White and Deion Lewis looked fantastic in the postseason last year. And I forget the name of the running back coach on the Patriots, but he did sort of speak to what you're talking about, Mark, which was some – he said, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing a little, but it was to the effect of someone's going to need to step up and be the big guy for this running back core. Yeah. So he is alluding to the absence of LeGarrette Blunt there where you don't have that bulldozer in the backfield, but he said someone's going to have to step up and do it, which means they're, they're aware that someone, one of these running backs, is going to have to be the downfield guy who's going to punch it in yeah. at the one-yard line. And I I believe, and I'm not saying that Gillisley's going to be as good as LeGarrette Blunt was at this because he's not as big or as imposing, but mm-hmm. if I were to have to pick one of these four running backs to be the downfield guy, it'd be Gillisley because he's got that sort of short, stocky frame where you get a lot of power generated from the legs, and I don't want to... Uh, run the risk of having a Marshawn Lynch comparison here, but that's sort of the the way you look at his lower body and you say he's just built at the bottom and he's right. he's a sturdy guy. Mm-hmm. So he can sort of lower the shoulders, hold on to the football, tuck it, and just drive right up the gut. So and he's I, a guy where you so, throw it from the two-yard line, right? Is that right? So <laughs> with, with my question, I know it's still early. I know it's still early in training camp. Yeah. But don't you think that the running back coach is kind of – you know, putting it in question that he doesn't I, know. I think he's saying it to, uh, to motivate get the guys going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be, it could be that he honestly believes, like, hey, someone's got to do this, and there's, we don't have anyone that can. There's one position where I worry there's no battles. That's that's the kicker position. I, I like Kostowski basically has the job, and he he wasn't that good last year. No, he year. really wasn't. He had his moments last year. He, had he his looked moments. like he lost his right. mind, and then he he came back. He missed. I think he missed uh, an extra point in the Super Bowl, right? They don't have another kicker. No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they, seems a little odd. I think they brought in uh, that Maybe guy who, who did like the YouTube kicks. Yeah, the yeah. YouTube kicks. But I don't know if he's still on the roster or not. I, I doubt it. B- yeah, but uh, like they really don't have anyone to challenge him. Well, yeah. and maybe that's not a, a good thing for him to have someone to challenge him. Right. I mean, his mind sort of became a puddle last year after he missed, what was it? He missed one extra point, and then all of a sudden it went downhill. Yeah. yeah. He did sort of level off, though, right. towards the end. You know, so maybe they have a little bit more confidence in him going into this year because he did show signs of coming back from that right. at the end of last year. 
Gustavsi, he's not really a huge concern for me because you look around the league and there's I mean uh, the he, best kickers still not last year but the year before it was vital that he missed that extra point yeah in the, totally totally the you, Broncos you gotta you gotta wonder about his his mindset in the big moments right definitely but got, I mean that's that's with I feel like almost any kicker in the league yeah no there's no standout kicker like it used to be Venetary. he's still he's still good too like, he's a guarantee he, he flooded last year too in his second well, yeah. year Tucker from uh, the Ravens he's like a guarantee every time he yeah. goes out there he's he, probably he, he the best kicker like in the league 55 yards right um, I do want to make a point that I think the the most vital signing this offseason in the NFL and for the Patriots was Dante Hightower. Oh yeah, Huge. definitely. Huge. And, and, and we can we cannot like forget that the Patriots won the Super Bowl last year and now, you know, they they without did without Gronkowski. Without Gronkowski, they they've added, you know, a significant amount of pieces. They added Dwayne Allen. Yep, Stefan Gilmore, Brandon Cooks. They they have a lot of good guys on their roster. It's just now you know, they, they have to get together and they have to be a collective group. And I think the running back, the linebacker position, those are two questions I still have. I don't think I don't know how that will progress throughout but preseason. They'll run away with the ASEs. They they uh, will. Yeah, uh, they uh, will. Uh, apparently, Hill's not going to play quarterback yeah. for the Dolphins. I've, it's it's now another yeah. season in which we're not even thinking about the regular season yeah. because the Patriots are just going to run away with. I've the division. heard that season ticket holders have already gotten emails about AFC Championship tickets. It, yeah, I looked into that, and they do that pretty much every year. They're oh, making okay. a big deal of of it this year <laughs> because of all the nineteen and zero talk, and yeah. they're saying, "Oh, they the do Patriots it for every have team." Cocky. Right. Every, every team, team does, does it. it. Every year they set up a package that includes Wait, playoff, potential that? playoff tickets. It's every team good. does it. around they, the, they, they, all, Browns they all do, do it that? the same way. It's the NFL. The it's Browns. not like the Patriots can just the do Browns. their own thing. The um, so I, I agree with, I agree with uh, what you've said about some of the positions where there's going to be a lack of battles. Right. My, my biggest one uh, is the edge rush. Yeah, with the lack of now Rob Ninkovich after yeah. his retirement, and and Coney and Ealy. Coney Ealy has been a guy who I guess Bill Belichick had to uh, pretty much discipline on the first day of practice. He didn't show up on time. You know what happens then? Darrell Rivas found out the hard way. You don't show up on time, you're not practicing. You're not playing. Yeah. Get off the field. Mm-hmm. There has also been some stories that have come out about Coney Ealy uh, in his past, and one of the guys that uh, was a scout for him. When drafting him out of college, there was one quote that stuck Missouri. out to me yep. where they said, the guy is not coachable. He's going to be, uh, he's one of those guys that you looked at at the draft and said, let him be someone else's problem. Yeah. So it's a contract year for him. I understand why he's been brought here. Usually that's the kind of guy Belichick can get a lot out of. That's where your edge rush is going to have to come from. And Ninkovich is no longer with the team. So right. that's the one area that I look at for the Patriots. And I say, eh, that might be a hole on this roster. Uh, we're going to go over some some more of the roster battles from Patriots training camp. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sports Blast on WGAM Radio. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree. Tree here. Just calling to say thanks for letting me crash at your place the other night. <laughs> well... On your place. This is a rough night. I had a bit too much wind, and I think I, I might have broke your chimney, actually. So, yeah. Um, oh, any chance you'd want to drop off my tire swing? Yeah. I mean, if not, that's cool. Okay, later. 
Trees won't pay for tree damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance, in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old, and I work at a graphic design company. Which is funny, because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what? You can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this eight-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Boston Red Sox continued their extra inning heroics last night as Mitch Moreland hit a blast over the Green Monster in the 11th inning at Fenway to give the Red Sox a 3-2 victory over the Chicago White Sox. Swing a high fly left field. Back by the wall. And this ball is gone. A walk-off home run. Mitch Moreland. Red Sox win it 3-2. Boston stretches their lead over the Yankees by another game to give them a three-game lead in the AL East. In addition to their win, bullpen specialist Joe Kelly will return to the 25-man roster today. After a hamstring injury, the Red Sox will take on the White Sox tonight. Drew Pomerantz will be taking the mound against Big, James, big Game James Shields. Uh, first pitch will be at 7-10. While the Patriots continue their training camp with Brandon Cooks making unbelievable catches and celebrating Tom Brady's 40th birthday this week, the Miami Dolphins suffered a major injury to their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He may miss the season after going through multiple evaluations on the same ACL he tore last season. With your Sports Center update, I'm Mark Loisel. The Sports Blast continues from the WGAM Radio Studios in Nashua right now.
We have two guys who are over 40 here on set, and one of us has played with Brady and won three Super Bowls. So you certainly have a lot of good memories. Oh, yeah. You saw him really grow up, come in as a late-round draft pick, backing up Drew Bledsoe, and then help you guys win three Super Bowls. So many memories. Can you, can you think of just a couple that come to mind? Like you said, Dan, there's a lot that I can share, but not <laughs> on TV. But one memorable memory is, I don't know for what reason, Brady wanted to start getting, getting physical with, uh, with the players and, and before games. So he would come up to the linebackers and grab our face masks and start headbutting us. And I was like, why would you want to do this? And he, it pumped him up. It got him going. Like, he was out of control until one day, you see it right here, he did a little too much headbutting and got a little dizzy. So we had to kind of <laughs> limit him from the headbutts pregame. That was Willie McGinnis, by the way, because it wasn't introduced in that audio bite. But Willie McGinnis obviously was on a, uh, the Super Bowl teams uh, the first time around when Brady uh, began his career with three out of four uh, seasons being Super Bowl championships. Pretty impressive. McGinnis was on all three of those teams. Now he's won two or three? And now, well, now he's won, uh, no, he's got six. What are you talking uh, about? Oh, I'm, I'm stupid. Dude. No, wait. He's got five. Yeah, he has he's five. He's been to seven. Yeah, yes. He's now five and two. Yeah. In the so he's, I'm not we're, stupid. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're trying to bookend yeah, three, uh, Brady's three career with three out of four and then three out of four on the other end. Math. Not our strong so, suit no, on this show. I'm I'm not stupid. Then you're the one that's stupid who thought I was about? stupid. You said you said, I said two, two out, out of three. Two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. It's one two out of three. And Did then, I call you stupid? Uh, you you well <laughs> you you were trying to say that he's one six. So yeah, I did try to say that, yeah. which makes me stupid. Yeah. I didn't call you stupid. Well, I I I I I I put a lot of blame on myself for <laughs> thinking I was stupid. So don't put a lot of blame. Math on is hard. It's math right. is very difficult, especially. Uh, I mean, we, third uh, grade uh, edition. We're taking Ashish's um, math today. Yeah, so. I'm sitting in his chair. So yeah, you're taking his role. Yeah. Jeez, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I just wanted to play that audio because I did find it fascinating that you know McGinnis. Uh, he's forty. His one memory. Well, he's older than forty. <laughs> uh, his one memory of Brady was just like how fired up he gets, and you still see that with Brady. You know, to this day, and I think that's why the longevity's still there for him. You know, so his we were. Uh, well, game. you heard him. Uh, I don't know if you heard the audio of him ta- uh, of him talking about practice. Uh, and yeah, how, like that's what he uh, what he looks forward to. Right, and, and this is wh- where I was sort of going with the conversation because we were talking about the training uh, the training camp battles. You know, so if you want to call the QB position a battle, it's not. Which it isn't. It's laughable. But uh, but you can sort of see the difference between Brady and Garoppolo. And I, and I kind of wanted to just dive in a little bit into the mindset of both of them. Because I honestly believe that Brady, with that, uh, you know, drafted 199 overall, you think about... Yes, fire. You think about the position, right? That uh, a guy who's drafted 199 overall. And even when he was in... Uh, I'm sorry, it was Michigan, right? That he yes. played at? Even at Michigan, he, he wasn't the starter for a little while he was there. Not. He had to prove himself mm-hmm. over and over again. And where, if you're not a starter, do you prove yourself? When do you when, when do you have the chance to prove yourself if, if you're not if you're not playing? Practice. Exactly. Practice. Now you, you have one chance to prove yourself if you're not a starter. It's during scrimmage. practice. I know scrimmages. exactly where scrimmage is practices. I know exactly this, where you're going. This with is this why stuff. Brady yep. mm-hmm. takes practice seriously. Well, that's where you put all the work in anyway. And he's still is as maniacal as he was uh, in college Crazy. and at the beginning of his career. Crazy little but MFR. To that point, see, I know where you're headed because 
Jimmy Garoppolo got drafted early, and he yes. hates practice. And he's he's got pretty boy. Doesn't he's like got practice. pretty boy swag, and he doesn't like practice. He right? doesn't play and well during practice. It, the light comes on. They say about Garoppolo he, he when did, he gets into. Uh, he's a gamer, and he didn't really uh, he didn't really practice that well, uh, or he didn't practice much when he did start those two games where he played. Sure, and honestly, that's the reason why you don't draft guys early because you you make them sit. And then they have that, you know, that the drive chip. in them. You want to put a chip on some of these guys' shoulders. Exactly. I believe that. Some people, uh, they do run more on confidence. They do. Yeah. But Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, you draft him. You draft him that early. If I'm Belichick, I'm saying nope. I'm going to wait another two rounds. And if he is available, I'm going to make him drive. Well, and I just feel like it sort of speaks to uh, this is a problem that Patriots fans are are going to have to realize when Brady's gone. Which is that the fire's no, not nobody, there. Nobody's Brady. Yeah. Nobody is Brady. Nobody is as maniacal as this guy. And that's across the league. We've never seen a quarterback like this. This is why he's the greatest of all time. So when Brady's gone and Garoppolo takes over and he's having bad practices or he's having a bad training camp, people are going to always think, remember how Brady used to take practice so seriously? Well, Brady's not human, basically. He's not normal. This is not normal for a 40-year-old quarterback to be as maniacal about practice as he was when he first entered the league at the age of 22. And it's funny you mention this because on Instagram, I read a quote by Muhammad Ali where he said he would hate practicing, but he knew it would help him out right. for the real situation. That's and preparation is the key to success. Right. And whether or not, and anything. Whether or not Garoppolo likes practice or wants to focus if you have that sort of example set for you by Brady and you see what he's done and who Brady is the stature the stature of Tom Brady the status that he has achieved in his career is such that that he's the greatest of all time so I don't understand how if you're Jimmy Garoppolo you don't look at that guy and go he's the greatest I want to be like him I need to do everything exactly like he does it I may not be as good I may not be as naturally gifted. He may be a completely different quarterback, but at the very least, those tangible elements where you go out and you practice hard, that should be something easy for Garoppolo to pick up on and say, if I want to be even close to as good as this guy, right. I've got to act like that and, at and practice. I, I know it's too soon, but for me, I just don't see, I don't see that fight, that fire in Jimmy G. Nope. I think he's more of like a Jay Cutler, t- Tony Romo, where he, he's all about like you know, the stylish, got to make sure my hair is perfect kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And well, like, and he hasn't been in the spotlight for me to really gather that about his personality, but I will say for the fire, uh, you know, it, there we have, com- the we have commented on the fact that, and it's not his fault that he, he's not in there. Tom Brady's the starting quarterback. Right. But we have commented in the past about some of his comments regarding, you know, I'm in the position that I'm in. You know, it's uh, I'm going to be ready when I'm called upon, but that's it. There's really no drive to be like, I, 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 I want to be, be the starter. Yeah, I want to challenge for the starting position. We, we never hear that. You know, when Brady, I, I heard this uh, recently, and I think it was a, a story on ESPN, but uh, I'd have to double check it, where Brady, uh, someone was referring to way back in Brady's career, mm-hmm. at the beginning of his career, when, when Bledsoe went I down. I think it was Brewski. <clears throat> hey, Brewski it it might have been Brewski talking about it. I can't remember. Yeah. But either way, it was an old teammate of Brady's. And when Bledsoe went down, 
the quote from Brady to one of his teammates was, he's not getting his effing job back. Yep, yep, I remember that. And that's sort of stunning to hear from a rookie quarterback and a guy in Bledsoe who is established, right. good quarterback in the league. You hear that from a rookie, and you sort of go, well, geez, man, it may not be up to you. Yeah, calm down. But you know what? <laughs> it worked. He made sure it was up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he made sure he made it impossible in his rookie year to go back to Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. That's the fire that Tom Brady has. I also think, to that point, though, Drew Bledsoe was not like Tom Brady, and Tom Brady was kind of like Jimmy G. Like, the way he kind of wanted to develop, but no, there was no like passion, no fire there. But what, what I'm trying to get at is Jimmy G has so much, I guess, respect for the Patriots organization and for Tom Brady to say, I, I can't be the starter here. Like, I just can't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's a respect thing there, but that's not what you want out of a quarterback. No, but Brady is the go- greatest of all time. Brady is, is almost <laughs> more nervous about Garoppolo than Garoppolo is about Brady. That's how it feels. Brady doesn't want to relinquish this job. Still, at the age of 40, after 18 years in this league, he still doesn't want to relinquish the job, and he shows it in practice. He shows up every day like like the maniacal football player that he is, and he still uses practice to get himself prepared for the game. And again, I just think it goes back to and speaks to that chip on his shoulder where early on in his career... He only had practice to prove himself to his coaches. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, there's something to be said for that. You know, and, and the way that he takes practice so seriously, and he's 40. If anyone could probably do without practice, it's Tom Brady. Right. So and yet you have a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo who's 15 years younger than Brady, and he doesn't care about practice that much. So I kind of know what you're alluding to. You don't think that Jimmy G could be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. No, I think he could, but it's but just the, sort of preparing Pats fans for the fact that there's there's not going to be another Brady. But there's not that Never will be. There's not that Never element. Be. That's not that element that Brady has, which is just the it, it comes the down drive. To the it factor. The right. drive. The it the, factor. That chip that's been on his shoulder since day 1. Yep. Right. And, and again, Blame Belichick for not drafting Jimmy G later. You, you, just, you just look at it and you, you look at how maniacal he is about it. You'll never see it again. You'll never see a guy like Brady on the field, and you'll never see it in Someone who enjoys in avocado ice cream. You will never see another Tom Brady even at practice. Yep. So just be ready for that. When he's gone, practice you're, and is you're left with Jimmy suck. G. I, I mean, you're not going to see the same intensity. So I, I just wanted to put that out there to Pats fans. I agree. Didn't mean to bring you some doomsday stuff there. It's okay. Uh, We're going to keep talking football on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Hour number three of the Sports Blast is coming up on WGAM Radio.